No, we, we've been in a series at Boomerang. We've mentioned it a couple times where pastors talked about perceived suffering, how to go through and endure to the end. Yeah. And this past Sunday, he was, uh, pastor was ministering and he made like a very, it wasn't a massive point. Like, I mean, it was, but it wasn't the entire purpose of the message, but it's just been resonating in me about trusting God. God, yeah. I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. And it just, it just clicked in my spirit differently than it has before. Lord, I trust you. Yeah. And you know, we do 6am prayer here at the church every morning. That's just been coming yeah. out as I've been praying, Lord, help us to trust you more. Help yeah. us to trust you deeper. Let yeah. us be in this place of intimacy. Let me <laughs> trust you way more than I ever have. So pastor had asked if any of us had leading and that's just been ruminating in me since Sunday is what does it really mean to trust God? Not just head knowledge of I trust him, yeah. but truly trusting God. Yeah. What does that mean? What does it look like? Um, yeah. And you know, one of the things is you look at faith, um, faith and trust a lot of times will equate them, but the truth is they're different. Um, they yeah. are, they're very close, but they're different. Um, faith is basically believing that God's character and nature uh, will come to pass. Yeah. His promises will come to pass. So I'm putting belief in that promise, right? Um, trust is uh, trust is really saying, I know who you are, yeah. and no matter what I see or what I feel, I will trust you in a sense of worship almost. Yeah. And uh, we need to get to the place where we trust God. There, It is a, and put this in the comments, please. Trust is a necessity yeah. in the kingdom of God. Trust is a necessity and we need to trust God. Um, I've found that, you know, I think y'all read the scripture yesterday in Proverbs 3. Let's, mm -hmm. let's read that again. Proverbs 3, 5, was it? Yeah. Uh, Let's go ahead and read that, and I'll let you uh, find there. So, put somebody put that in the uh, put that in the comments. Proverbs three and verse five, and just read those verses that are in context there. It says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding." Verse six says, "In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight." Yeah. So we see along with trust is an acknowledgement of God. It's it's. We know who he is. Yeah. We know what he's about. We know that he loves us with an everlasting love. And if you think about that, like I've, I've referenced this many times before, is that James chapter 1 of verse 17, it's a picture of God's love. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Uh, you see that he's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Um, one of the things that you see is that if he loves us with that kind of love, and then he says there is no fear in love, what he's showing us is that his love will come through if we'll trust him. Mm -hmm. And But we need to acknowledge him in what we're doing. Yeah. It's not So a lot of times what I find is that even as believers, uh, we will trust our logic, trust our habits, yeah. trust our history, trust our experience, and what are we doing? The issue is, though, we're not acknowledging God really right. in that equation if it doesn't involve Him. Like we, I can have an experience that where God moved, and I can trust God because of He was in that experience. 
But I'm talking more along the lines of, well, I've always done it this way, and my and this has worked for me in the past. Yeah. But you're you're not called to stay where you were in the past. You're called to grow. So I've got to acknowledge that the only person that's going to cause me to grow truthfully is God and, yeah. and grow. We can have Band-Aids but not healing without yeah. God, right? Everything without God is a Band-Aid. You know, put, that's another great one to put in the comments. Everything, every solution without God is a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid. He, you know, the truth will set you free. And one of the things that you see is if it's not rooted in truth, which is the Word of God and His standards and His morals, yeah. It has no promise of freedom. It might bring a temporary, uh, what looks like a temporary solution, but it won't be lasting. And that's a lot of times people are going after uh, solutions, but they're trying to do it without God. And the issue is that that verse there showing us wisdom is acknowledge God is a part of trust. In other words, God needs to be involved in everything. Yeah. And re read that again, if you would, just verse 5. Well, read both of them one more time, if you would. Yeah. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge in him. All your ways. And he will make your path straight. Yeah, all your ways, all your ways, no matter no matter what it is, in all your ways, in every way. So hear that. What part of life, and answer this question for yourself, and, you know, say it out loud wherever you're watching from, um, what part of life does God want to be involved in? All, all of them. All of them. Not just one. He wants to be involved in all of them. Yeah. In all your ways is very clear in that verse. Well, that takes some trust because there's some things where if God's going to get involved, I don't have a physical solution. Yeah. You see? I don't have a physical solution. So that means I'm going to have to trust God. But he says, trust, trust in the Lord with yeah. all your heart. Yeah. So how, which portion, and again, another question for you, in what areas of life does God want to be involved? In what part of your heart does God want to be involved? Yeah. In all of your heart, everything. So it goes, it reminds me of Jeremiah 24, 7 and 29, 11 through 13, when yeah. we're talking about bias. Seek him with all of your heart. So a, a seeking of God and finding him is related to a trust in him because we trust him with all of our heart. We seek him with all of our heart. They go hand hand in hand. Yeah. Then we'll find him. We'll find solutions. We'll walk out things. And uh, I think that there's just sometimes we just need to break it down to the simplicity that God loves us. Yeah. And I trust him no matter what I see, no matter what I feel. No. And one of the things that we were talking about is when our plans don't go our way. You know, And what we were saying on Sunday is your our response needs to be, yeah. trust God. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Yeah. And we said that over and over and over again. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. And that needs to be our response all the time. Yeah. Lord, I trust you. And um, we need to get that inside of us. Now, in order for us to get that in all of our heart, our mind has to be renewed. Yeah. And in the core of who we are, we need to believe that. And we need to we need to believe and and put this down because this may seem simple to us. But I can tell you that we don't, I would, I would say that we don't fully have this, is uh, we need 
to get revelation that God is trustworthy in all situations. Yeah. That God's trustworthy. Because if we really believed that God was trustworthy in all situations, what fear would we have? Nothing. No, we wouldn't fear anything. We wouldn't fear if we needed finances. We wouldn't fear if we were facing new situations. We would not fear. That's why it says perfect love cast out all fear. There is no fear in love. These are absolutes with God. And the reason he can say that is because he is trustworthy. He is trustworthy. Mm -hmm. God is trustworthy. And we need to get revelation. I can have a revelation of it, but you need to have your own revelation that God is trustworthy. You need to have your own revelation that God is trustworthy. And when we get a revelation of that, when a storm comes or we get knocked off the path that we think what will come out of us is trust yeah is trust and and it says lean not to your own understanding or lean not to a fleshly or a worldly understanding or worldly logic a corrupted logic don't don't be led by that be led by who god is yeah well what it, it this reminds me even on sunday when you said it when I think on trust, the very first person that I always think of is you. Because I, before I moved here, I would say I wasn't trusting in people. Like mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of fear with people. And I'm not saying you place your trust in man. That's not what I'm saying. But the yeah. Lord really taught me, started, began to teach me trust with you. The more... Well, you do. You do. Man, any man, including myself, can miss it. Sure. But the issue is you follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. In other words, if somebody has demonstrated fruit, especially if they've demonstrated a receiving of the harvest over a long period of time, you can learn from them. You can see God in them. And even what it talks about um, when he was talking in the New Testament about what we preached, you took it as the word of God, not yeah. just man's words, but the word of God. So yeah. when you see a scriptural component coming out of man, you can take that as yeah. God speaking uh, to you. And yeah. so that's okay, but you don't want to just do that. You want to watch. You want to see the fruit. And yes. it's good if you can see the fruit for a long time. And I will tell you this. Here's a here's a good thing. If you've not been with somebody for at least over two years, you don't know. You don't. Nope. Mm-mm. So I can. I get, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know them for at least two years, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It's true. But when I moved here, I really wanted to be all in with the Lord, all in with the things of God, including submitting. And then when George and I got married, I was talking to Marky about this earlier. When George and I got married, all of these issues that I thought I dealt with and were handled, they were basically just hidden. And then when I got married, they were very much at the surface. And it was very evident that Barrett did not have her stuff all together at all. And... Uh, walking through that moment with you really demonstrated, taught me that I could trust you at all times. You're, the trust and the love that you have for me as a shepherd, it wasn't dependent on what I did. You were trustworthy. Your word was true. You truly were there for me time and time again. You believed the best in me. Right. And all of these words that you had told me before that I knew I had head knowledge on, I had a rhema on it of 
we're going to go through anything together. Like yeah. George and I with Pastor Brian and Pastor That's Nicole, huge. we're going to go through anything yeah. together because this is my worst moment that I've yeah. ever been in. And they didn't quit me. They didn't leave. And we're going to go through. And yeah. the head knowledge became real. So when you said on Sunday, trust in God, what immediately came up to me was Hope in God does not disappoint. Like right. you at some point have the ability because of the corrupted flesh that is still there, yeah. have the potential to miss it. He never will. Yeah. The Lord never, ever will. And his character and nature doesn't ever change. And he's proven that time and time and time again. So if I can place trust in a man who represents the Lord, you're a gift from God, but still yeah. a man. If I can trust a man the way that I trust you, the way I trust Pastor Nicole and my husband, I can trust the Lord infinitely more because hope in him will never disappoint. Yeah. Well, the, the scripture that kept, that keeps coming to my mind is, uh, I believe it's Romans 12, where it says, don't conform to the pattern of the world. Don't, yes. basically, don't do things the way everyone else does it. You know? Yeah. Like, don't handle situations the way the world does. If, if, if my response to certain situations is the same response that the world is trying to tell me to do, I need to step back and say, is, am I making... And make sure I'm doing what yeah. the Lord tells me to do. Because yeah. um, it says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Um, the New Living says, says, let God transform you by changing the way you think. We, like, we, need, like, we need to start looking at the Word and saying, okay, what does the Word say? What does God say? Because yeah. He only is my rock. He only you know, is, yeah. is my fortress. It's, on, it's only through Him that I'm going to be able to overcome any situation that... No matter how big, crazy, wild it is, it's only whenever I, I put my trust in Him that yeah. I'll be able to, to to really move on. Because the Bible, the Bible does say, "Cursed is the one who puts his trust in man." And that doesn't mean we don't trust our pastors and yeah. stuff like that. But but you're not my source. God's the source, and everything that you have, that you've given to me, that you poured into me, God gave it through to you. You know, uh, yeah. I think Brother Tracy said it this way. He said, "Every good like." Was he, Pastor Tracy? No, I, I heard it from you. You were talking about how any good thing in a minister um, mm -hmm. is that you like. Like, what do you like about that minister? Oh, God told you that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what you like about him? I gave it to yeah. everything you like. It's him, me it's and me. him that yeah. you like. Yeah. 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 So, like, so as I submit to my pastor, like the word tells me to, you know, yeah. what I'm doing is I'm submitting to God because you yeah. see that in, in uh, the book of Hebrews yeah. or, yeah. or Rome, Romans. It says, that when you sub submit to your authorities, you're submitting to God. If yeah. you're resisting authorities, you're resisting God. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, as as I put my trust in God, I put my trust in where He's planted me to be. Um, and as I do that, He'll bless me. But He's the source. He's yeah. the source of every good thing, and I need to trust Him. Every good thing that's in my wife, God gave to her. Yeah. yeah. So she. Yeah. So she's not my source. When whenever I'm whenever I'm struggling, like I can come to her, and, and God can use her to minister to me. But but it's God. It's all God. Every good and perfect yeah. gift comes from God. Every good thing my wife has comes from God. My, the good thing that my wife is came from God. Yeah. And, and and recognizing, man, like all the good things in my life came from God. Like, that gives me an ability to trust Him at another yeah. level. Yeah. You know, because I recognize every good thing is from Him. Every wicked and evil thing is not from Him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So Go ahead. yeah. So I can trust Him with with whatever's going on. Like, something wicked showing up. I know God can turn that wicked thing around for my good, and yeah. I've just got to put my trust in Him. I'm getting ready to share something with you I think you'll find very, very beneficial. But one thing that you'll find is that our trust in God will keep us. It'll guard us, Yeah. right? Because if we don't trust God, then we'll face a, a situation, 
and our lack of trust will take us to a place we don't want to, uh, want to go. Our lack of trust will put us in a pit of despair, in anxiety and worry. All of the things God told us not to do, yeah. which means, and why would he tell us to do it? Just because it benefits him. No, he t always tells us stuff to benefit yeah. the kingdom and us, right? And so if he's telling us things, it always benef benefits us to listen. And so if he's telling us don't despair, he knows that, see, despair, anxiety, worry, all of those are from the pits of hell. Yeah. He knows that. And so when we, when we have a lack of trust, then our nature is to fall over into those areas. And we're not guarded from them because trust will keep us out of that. If we trust God, we won't even think about fear, right? right? So we got to raise that trust level in that way. Now, one of the things is how do we guard um, how do we how do we guard against the unknown? And trust will help us guard against the unknown. So I'm gonna share that in just a second, but before I do, I want to I wanna go and I wanna show you something here. So you were saying because you saw Nicole and I respond at some of your worst moments and still love you and still do what's right and yeah. not leave you and not drop you. All right, and, and the truth is we saw some of the bad ones, but we really didn't see it all. I mean, because we would have to be able to see completely into everything that you sure. are. But God did. Yeah. And so what level of trust can we have with God? And you know, put that in the, you know, in the comments right now is how much can I trust God? Yeah. Put that in the comments right now. How much can I trust God? Well, the first thing you see is that what you were just saying, every good and perfect gift comes from above. But do we realize that even there are good and perfect gifts that are inside of wicked people, right? There's good. In other words, they still have life. They still have a hope, yeah. right? They still have family, yeah. Many, even even people that don't know God, they have breath in their lungs. They have a skill set. All of those are from God. So God gave good and perfect things even to people that are not in his family. Yeah. Well, that tells you something about who he is. Yeah. Yeah, right there. That tells you something. But here's, here's one of the key verses that's a very, I think it's key to doctrine is to understand these three verses, Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, verse 8, and verse 10. And it just says, for while we were still helpless, Christ died for the ungodly. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were helpless, verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, yeah. Christ died for us. Same thing. While we were helpless, while we were sinners, that's when Christ died for us. And then verse 10, for while we were enemies. So we were helpless, sinners, enemies, and at that time, Christ died for us. It says, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more having been reconciled, we sh shall be saved yeah. by his life. So what we see in these three verses is God didn't pour out Jesus when we had it all together. Right. God poured out Jesus when we were truly at our worst because yeah. he could see every bit of us. And while we were even by, by God's own mouth, we were his enemies. Yeah. He didn't kill us and slay us. Yeah. He saved us. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus died for us. Mm -hmm. Jesus died for us. Yeah. God saved us. 
right? When we, when we were the worst. Now, what kind of trust level can we give God on that? Yeah. You know, what, what kind of trust should we give a being that when we were his enemies and he has full power over us, he didn't zap us, yeah. but he saved us? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, then if I'm not even, if I'm not trying to mess up, but I just accidentally mess up, how can, how much can we trust him? Right? If, if I'm going after him and, and I'm trying to go forward, I'm trying to do some great things for him. And, and I, man, my plan gets off course. The train jumps the tracks, right? How much can I trust him? Especially when I'm on the tracks of what he said to do. Yeah. How much can we trust him? You know, is he trustworthy? God is trustworthy. Yeah. Well, God is trustworthy. Uh, I believe it's First John 1, 9. We, we addressed this a little bit yesterday, but um, it says, If we have sinned, he is faithful and just. Not, he's not faithful and just to condemn us and to throw us into hell. He's yeah. faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and yes. to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. So he doesn't just forgive us of our sin and leave it there. No, yeah. he cleanses us from and he's talking to Christians. He's not talking yeah. he's not yeah. talking to worldly people. He's talking to people in the house of God who messed up and missed it. He's yeah. he's saying if if you have this is God providing us, you know, yeah. a way to get get connected with. If you, if you sin, hey, I'm faithful and just yeah. to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Yeah. And and like two verses later says I'm writing this so you don't sin, but he's he's basically showing us this, if if you've missed it even a little bit, I'm faithful. Yeah. I'm just not to condemn yeah. you, make you feel beat up. I'm faithful and just to c- completely restore you back back yes. to where you yeah. were before. He's not like I've heard you say it many times. God God is looking for every spiritual legal loophole to get His goodness into yeah. our lives. Yeah. And, and recognizing like these these verses, it, it helps us see how much he's advocating on our behalf. Yeah. He's not looking for a way to condemn us. He's looking for a way to bless us. That's right. And, and recognizing that in his nature, that's who he is. Yeah. It, it helps us trust him more. Yeah. That's right. There's the verse that talks about how his mercies are new every single morning. And I was listening to Brother Tracy probably a month ago. And one thing he was talking about is how God, God was faithful when we had no faith. Yeah. Like God's mercy forgives our lack of faith. Yeah. And that just it can't it it did something in me because there have been moments where I felt convicted and condemned. Yeah. More condemned than convicted of I have such little faith. Like I've been the disciples right. in the boat of, oh, you people of little faith. <laughs> like I can read yeah. that story and be like, oh, you guys. But I probably would have been in a speedboat like behind them and like, see you later. <laughs> and so knowing that even when I had no faith, God provided me Jesus who is faithful for me who applied his yeah. faith for me and was diligent to cover me before I even knew how to cover myself yes. and continues to yeah. do that and prays on my behalf and intercedes for yeah. me. Like when I was so ignorant that I like made fun of the word and I mocked him and all that, that Jesus still in that moment covered me yeah. and his blood now covers my home and my yeah. family. Like that's a level of faithfulness that I up to this point, haven't had, like, I haven't been that faithful, yeah. even to you or Pastor Nicole, like, I've right. missed it. And 
But Jesus, even at my worst, never, ever, ever stopped. Yeah. He never yeah. even had the moment of thinking, I'm going to I'm gonna give Barrett a couple minutes so that she yeah. gets a taste of her own medicine. Yeah. No, he was faithful when I ha- had no faith, not even faithless, yeah. like no faith, yeah. <laughs> nothing. When, when we weren't even knowing that we needed to believe yeah. on him, that's when he died for us. We yeah. didn't even know we needed to be have faith towards him. Yeah. That's when he died for us, you know, and that shows his trustworthiness and mm-hmm. So a lot of times faith will be applied towards a specific promise. But I find that trust comes into being um, trust comes into being when we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Right? When because here's the issue. We can be on a faith project. Uh, let's say that we're applying faith, applying faith towards uh, a ministry project. And sure. and let's just Let's just say that we're believing God to give us a building somewhere or something, all right? And then all of a sudden, in the middle of that, uh, something major happens that looks like it derails, okay? Mm-hmm. Trust comes in, so we can, we had faith. We had faith, and we have faith that that's going to come about. We have faith in the yeah. building. But a lot of times, watch this, we will drop faith if we lack trust. Yeah. So trust will trust and hope go hand in hand. Yeah. Hope is a joyful, confident expectation. So in other words, it's a confidence. It's a it's an expectation. Many times Jesus asked a couple of stories. One he he said, you know, the disciples said, "Well, what happened when they came in and slaughtered the priest and the blood of the priest mingled with the blood of the sacrifices?" You know, who sinned, you know, a lot of times they were asking questions like, who sinned more? You know, was it this man or his father? You know, what about the people that the tower fell on? They were they were doing good, but the tower fell on them. It seems like they were not bad people. And, and, and here's what I'm getting at. Many times what happens is we want to know why. Yeah. We want to figure out the why, why, why. Why did the tower f- fall? Why did these people get slaughtered when they were priests of God? Why, you know, why this? Why that? Why, who sinned? You know, who sinned for this guy to be born blind? You know, who sinned? We want to know the details and the why. And what? And watch this. We want to know the intricacies and the how and the logic behind it. And and what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out how to get from point A to B, what knobs do I twist that cause the right outcome? But do you realize those knobs that you twist, now you're in the legalism of the law, Mm -hmm. right? So now, and so what, and this is what Jesus was getting at. He says, it doesn't matter. And and what what he's basically saying is, do you trust me? Yeah. Regardless of if you know what knobs to twist, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you know the letter of the law, regardless of if you know why something's happening. See, our logic can break down, and that's when trust comes into play. This is what I want you to see. When your logic breaks down and the path uh, varies off yeah. from where it, where it was, that's when we don't know what to do next. That's when we don't know what's going on next. That's when we don't know what's about to happen. And if you don't know what's about to happen, what action do you take? Right. The action that you take in that moment is trust, that, yeah. that you trust. And so one of the main pieces that, to show you on this is Job chapter 1. Mm-hmm. 
and verse 20, and, and if you know this, they come in, his business is destroyed, his, his children are destroyed, they all die, everything's happening. And then it says in verse 20, I want you to see this, Job chapter 1 and verse 20, then Job arose, tore his robe, he shaved his head. Now this was an action of getting holy. Yeah. In other words, he was like, I'm, I'm purifying myself, okay? Yeah. He, and then he fell to the ground and worshiped. Now, I, it doesn't say this, but in context, you can see it. Job didn't know what's going on. Uh, most, most theologians and scholars say that Job took place. It was the very first uh, book, basically, event that happened outside of the garden. So mm -hmm. it's like one of the first things. We can see from it that Job has a very small idea of the spiritual mechanics that are at work. Yeah. So he doesn't know what's going on. He's, he's given sacrifices. He's sacrificing uh, to God. But then everything falls apart. His children die. His businesses go down. Uh, all of this stuff. And what does he do? I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know what's going on. And see, that's the situation. So a lot of times people want to get faith and learn faith because they want to learn the mechanics. Which right. valve to opens up this? Which right. lever opens up this? What do I pull? And what they're doing is they're, and this is not, not all bad. They're working their faith, but watch this. Their faith is in their working, yep. not in yeah. God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so the issue is, when those things, when you don't know what to do, and so trust will help your faith. We have a necessity of trust. Trust comes in when all of a sudden the plan breaks. You walk into where your little faith project is, and it's been destroyed by the devil. There are no levers are there. The devil broke the lever. Yeah. You know, the devil pulled the knob off. But does that mean that God's given up on your faith project? No. It's at that moment right there that you say, Whew, I don't know about this, but Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I, and this is what Job did. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know how this happened, but he fell to the ground and showed his trust to God. Yeah. Lord, I trust you. And that's what Jesus was doing because they asked him, who, who sinned? You know, the, what about these people that tower fell? What about these priests that got mur murdered? And he said, it, he said, don't, don't worry about it. He didn't answer the question. Yeah. The, the issue that he was getting at was, do you trust me? Mm -hmm. Do you trust me? Yeah. And that's what he's pulling out of them. He's like, you're trying to figure this out and live by your, the levers that you pull. Live by the law. You're trying to figure out, and you think that the law itself saves you. Uh, it's God that saves you. It's his character and his nature that saves you. It's who he is that saves you. The question is, when you don't see any levers, when you don't have any knobs, when you don't have any legalistic laws to follow, you don't know what to do. Yeah. Do you trust them? Or do you drop trust? Yeah. Right? Do you have expectation? Do you have a confidence like hope, joy? Is there a joy in you even when that doesn't happen? Is there a confidence in you? Yeah. Is there an expectation? Right? Yeah. So the other day it was interesting because I had a moment to apply this. You know, we, we had a couple of challenges in the last week. You know, one was with our dog, Noel, which I told the story about on Sunday. And we had to trust God. And she's doing awesome. I mean, she's like... She's wanting to play. She's doing, I mean, she's doing awesome. I, she's just, she's a blessing. And, uh, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, 
I can't figure out logically why she's not dead when she got yeah. hit by the car. Like seeing what happened, she to me, she shouldn't be alive. She should be broken in pieces at the least, yeah. and she's not. She's not. It's just it's to me it looks like a miracle. I didn't see it. I wasn't there, but looking at the evidence, it looks like a miracle. But she's doing great. But I had another situation. So on Tuesday, we took the broadcast team to Carowinds, and uh, which was awesome. This team does so good. They're always working and volunteering, and it blessed me so much. Uh, truthfully, we were on the way. Um, <laughs> hey, there's Pastor Bibi. Good to see you from the Philippines. Good to see you. She said, you have a good Bible sharing. Amen. <laughs> I saw her preaching in the Philippines at the Festival of Faith uh, today. So uh, they'll have me, I think, uh, tomorrow or no, Saturday night. It'll be Saturday morning here, but Saturday night. So That's awesome. It's so good to see you, Pastor BB. We love you so very much. Um, so one of the things that happened was when we went to Carowinds, and I, we were all sharing on the way back, what was your favorite ride? What was your favorite part? And uh, for me, I, I said, I'm not trying to be cheeky or anything. I said, for me, honestly, the best part was getting to take everybody. Like, that blessed me. Yeah. Like, the fact that we could take them, they could enjoy their day and have a fun day and be blessed, that really was my favorite part of it. And uh, But in the middle of it, right, the, I... At the end of the day, uh, the last two rides that I rode was the Nighthawk and the Fury, mm -hmm. right? And I got off of the Fury, and I went to pay for something, and my wallet's gone. <laughs> and and I went, oh, man, and quickly in my brain, you know, I'm going, there's, well, a credit, my major credit cards that everything's attached to that all the payments come out. Like I have no idea. There's probably 30 different things that get paid every month. So you yeah. have to go through each one. That's a big hassle besides changing the number. Uh, in there is my license, um, my driver's license. In there is uh, my uh, social security card, mm -hmm. right? In there uh, was health uh health card there was two other uh debit carry. cards yeah it was all this stuff like it's it's all the stuff you don't want to lose yeah and i'm and i don't know where it is and uh i had leading that i might have lost it on nighthawk and uh but i'm sitting there and and somebody said something to me i said yeah i wish that wouldn't happen but it'll be okay it'll be all right yeah I had a confidence in the midst of it. Now, I didn't know exactly how it was going to play out. Are they going to find it? But I did know about my particular wallet is if it came open, everything went everywhere. It's not going to be bound. It's going to go poof like that. So if it dropped out of a ride, it spread over creation, you know. And uh, so yeah. I was like, oh, boy, you know. Um, I had a couple of uh, couple hundred-dollar bills in there, that, you know, and I kept, I had that in there. I had uh, just multiple things that, you know, didn't need to be out laying around yeah. on the ground. And uh, I just knew that it was going to be okay. I just had a, had a sense it was going to be okay. Why? Why did I have that? Because I had logic. Because I had levers and, and gears and, and I knew what to do. I didn't know what to do. I had no idea where it was. I didn't, you know, I didn't know how it was going to turn out or, or, you know, what things would take place. Yeah. What did I know? What did I know in that moment? God. I know God. I know God. Yeah. 
and I trust him. It'll work out. No matter what it is, is he is working all things together for good. Well, sure enough, uh, they said, they said, well, you need to go lost and found. I said, okay. So I went lost and found. They told me to do a report. We hadn't found anything yet. And uh, I had a sense that it was at the Nighthawk ride. I just had a sense because of the way that one rides. And uh, so I went there and I, I filed the report, waited around for a few minutes, didn't hear anything from them. No, we hadn't found anything yet. So we went ahead and left. Well, about that time, I got a phone call. And now it was interesting because I talked to my brother and I told him what was going on. He was like, oh, man. He said, yeah, everything you don't need to lose. I was like, pretty much, yeah. And that, it was not not a good, that's not something you want to lose. And uh, so about that time, he said, uh, I had to go. I got a phone call from, from the park, from Lost and Found. And they said, hey, we did find uh, this. It was... A couple of little things, but they weren't important, really. They weren't super important. One of them, one of them was, and we did find this. They said, here's the issue. Uh, we found it in an area that wasn't public. It fell off, you know, it looks like, where, and I said, well, wherever that fell is where everything's going to be. It'll all pretty much be in the same place. And uh, they said, we found it in a place that wasn't really public. I was like, oh, praise God, you know. And um, so that means that it wasn't laying out in the open. Somebody yeah. got, but it also means somebody didn't pick my pocket. So it relieved yeah. me in that way. They said, but that they only found like three or four things out of twenty, and uh, they weren't the really important things. I said, okay, well, it'll be all right, and just call me. And then they said we're going to keep checking. About five minutes later, she calls me back and goes. Hey, somebody just brought brought me a bag with a bunch of your stuff in it. I was like, glory to God. And she started naming it off. Every important piece that I absolutely needed was what was in that bag. Mm-hmm. It was the license. It was those credit cards, the debit cards. It was the Social Security card. It was all of those pieces were in that bag. There were still a couple of things, but it was dark when they were recovering. Yeah. So I'm expecting them to call me and say, hey, we found this on the ground. Uh, it could be in some water there or whatever, too, but... The point is, everything that was important, I got it right back, turned around. It was interesting because I talked to my brother, and I said, he said, I knew that was going to happen. He said, after we got off the phone, mm-hmm. he said, I was praying, and it's, and I was praying. All of a sudden, this peace came on me. He said, I just knew it was going to be it was going to be okay. Yeah. Now, see, here's the issue. I had no levers to pull. I, had no, I didn't know what to do. I had no control in that. I just yeah. had... Trust. Yeah. I just had trust in God. Lord, I trust in, and and you could apply that in his faith in faith in his character. Yeah. Right? But I, I didn't know what to do. How do you apply faith in his character? Well, you just worship him. Thank you, Lord, for working this out. Thank yeah. you, Father, for that. Hey, Pastor Walt. Good, good to see you, Pastor Adesita. Good to see you from uh, Nigeria, from Lagos, Nigeria. I was thinking about you the other day. I love you so very much. It's good to see you. So um, one of the things that you see is that many times we don't receive our promises because when the path and the plan that we're on breaks, we don't have trust as a revelation because we don't know his character and nature. And so trust breaks down, which now affects my faith, so, and the victory that overcomes the world is faith. 
And so now we don't go into the victory and we don't go into the overcoming. So in order for faith to work, I must have a trust of God. When I can't see it, when I don't know, when my system and what I can see breaks down, what I know to do breaks down, I got to be like Job and I've got to trust him. Yeah. Well, even with that story, I was with I was with you guys when that happened. And as soon as I saw your response, like I watched you um, because honestly, like this may not sound great for me, but when those situations come up, I'm like, what is he going to do? Because, <laughs> like, not in a bad way, but like yeah. you're the person I learned from. So I'm like, yeah. what, what's he going to do? And I watched you and I, I haven't talked to you about it, but the same sort of thing that your brother had, I knew as soon as I saw you respond and it'll be okay, let's go ahead on to the next thing and it'll work out. Yeah. As soon as I saw that I had it, like I, I talked to the Lord right there. I was like, He's going to get it back because you're going to honor that. And I had this overwhelming Amen. confidence right there in that moment. Of, he's going to get it back today. Like yeah. I, I just had this peace that it was going to take place. And he started talking to me of he honored me today. Like he honored his team today. Yeah. I don't let that slide. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was just so cool to watch because had you flipped out and I didn't assume you would have done that either way, but you had the opportunity yeah. to, um, we, it was like 40 minutes left in the park. It would have yeah. been the last 40 minutes. That's how we would have ended the whole day. Yeah. So everything that you'd sown into us could have in that moment great, been taken. Point. Yeah. It could have been robbed. And yeah. then the rest of the day, that's what people would have remembered. Yeah. But because you chose you and Pastor Nicole both. She did phenomenal too of just, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> she waited in line with Luke for a ride. Because you both responded in that way, every person there got to see God works things out yeah. for those who trust yeah. him. They got to still have their good day and see you recover what tried to disrupt yeah. the day. The yeah. Lord worked it all out and it's an awesome testimony. Yeah. Well, and we had prayed at the beginning of the day for it to be protected, yeah. and it was protected. Yeah. You know, it was see, and that and that goes back to kind of the message on suffering is some people would say, well, that was a hard situation. Yeah. No, it wasn't actually. You know, I was like, okay, I need to handle this, but it wasn't a hard situation. And and my dad called right about that time, and uh, he was calling me about something else. He didn't know about that, and I. I told him, um, I think I told him what had happened. George was sitting, he was like, you all right? Do you need anything? I was like, no, it'll, it'll be good. But, and when I answered my dad, I said, I said, yeah, it'll be good. We're, you know, it'll be a great, it'll work out. There's no yeah. problem. And, uh, and I knew when I said it, it was like, yeah. it was truly, it wasn't an issue. And I, cause I wanted to see like, how am I going to respond to this? Yeah. You know, because, and that's a way for me to test myself to see have I gotten a revelation of trusting God? That's what I do that all the time. Like, what was my response? Did I have some fear in that? Or did was I trusting God? Yeah. You know, what did I what did I how how did I score right there? And I, I do that all the time. because so, I don't want to sit still. I want to go to another level. I want to constantly move up to that level. But that means you you have to purpose yourself to do that. And now and I want I want to show this to you. Thank you, Pastor Wally. He said, keep up the good work. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. We love you. And uh, I want you to see this, though. That manifestation can happen for the, because of the mercy of God. Yeah. 
But generally, God wants us to grow beyond, grow to the point where we're not always relying on this mercy. Right. You know, just kind of like a baby should grow beyond the point of always being on the bottle, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And we can see that God wants us to grow up, take responsibility for our faith, take yeah. responsibility for our trust. My, my point is, I've had times, I'll just talk about me, I've had times where I didn't see the manifestation of God because I had not grown in my responsibility to trust Him. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, it didn't have to end that way. It could have ended bad. It could have ended in a real hassle. It could have ended sure. in a lot worse than that. But because... We've taken responsibility to grow in what we know about God and how to react in those moments. When it happened, it was easy and light. When it happened, we could trust him. And now because we trust him, we see the manifestation of that trust, yeah. of, that, of those things. So I want to, do you have something? Okay. I want to show you this. This is our last uh, verse we'll go to. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And we will look at verse 8, 9, and 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, 9, 10. So in looking at this, I think a lot of people would look at this and they'd be like, oh, man, I don't like this. These kind of verses, these are the kind of verses, if you don't understand them, they can hold you back from stepping out in faith. Yeah. Because you'll see that they were in a challenge. But you got to look beyond that. you got to see beyond what the surface was and then combine that with what Jesus said, come to me and my yoke is easy and light, mm -hmm. right? You got to see that even in the midst of this, you can have it easy and light. Did your, you know, your opinion the other day, did we have it hard and heavy? You like, know, when we lost the wallet? Sure. I mean, no, hard and heavy oh, in the did sense. did you choose it? Did, did it look like a hard situation? Sure. Did, were we in actual hard and heavy? Mm -mm. We were in easy and light. It was easy. We just went on to the next thing, and God showed us what to do. And yeah. we, we took one step at a time, not knowing what the next step would be, and uh, we just went on. You know, yeah. We waited in line at the next one and enjoyed the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. All right, so here's what I want you to see. A lot of times it can look to an untrusting eye. It can look to... A person with a lack of hope. It can look like for a person who has no faith that it's going to be hard. Yeah. But that's not the case in God because he's worthy of being trusted. And he and one of the things to trust and have faith in is what he said about come to Jesus and my yoke is easy and my burden's light. Yeah. And so that when that's a reality, you can face what is perceived as a hardship but it's not hard to you. It's easy to you. All right, now, so in verse 8, it says, For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction. So this is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. For we don't want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction, which came to us in Asia. Yeah, yeah I see a lot of times leaders try to hide this kind of stuff from yeah. people. It's like, no, nah, it, you know, in the natural, it looked like it stunk, you know. Not trying to hide that. Let me show you what God did, though. Mm -hmm. Let me show you. And so uh, we're, we don't want you to be unaware of the hardship, uh, the affliction which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength. It was more <laughs> than we could handle. Yeah. It, it, 
if left alone, it would have crushed us. Yeah, the next line of the, so that yeah. we despaired even of life. Yeah, so, cool. so much so we <laughs> thought we were going to die. Yay! <laughs> this is Bible, but don't stop there. Don't stop there. These See, are again the verses this, that Barrett selected. Yeah, this is this is the ones you skipped over sure, originally. Sure. Like, yeah, I don't like that. Let's go to another one. Yeah. That we might yeah, have life to the full till it overflows. But see, this verse yeah. and John 10, 10, but I came that you might have life to the full till it overflows. They both are saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. They're just saying that whether I find myself in a uh, logical, joyful place or a logical affliction and burden place, life is still there in both situations. Yeah. Life is there in both of them. The fullness of the life of Jesus Christ is there in both of them. When you find that your dog's been hit by a car, life is still available for yeah. you if you'll reach out and trust them. And when you find that your your wallet with all your stuff is dumped somewhere over a ride <laughs> on you, it, life is still there. Yeah. Life is still there, yeah. right? And you. so he says, but in this point, they were so much under a burden and affliction Beyond there, they they thought they were going to die. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's bad. Now, verse 9, indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves. In other words, if it weren't for God, we would have died. Mm -hmm. There was a sentence on our lives. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it was a chronic illness. Maybe it was that, you know. Uh, you have a sentence of death, uh, not a chronic, but a, a fatal illness, a fatal sickness. You have a sentence of death in your life. Hey, if you've got a sentence of death in your life, life is still available yeah. in Jesus Christ. Life is still available. That's what we're getting at. No matter if it feels good, looks good, feels bad, looks bad, life is still available. Yeah. Those those two verses are still there. It can still be easy and light and recovery. And look at what happens. Yeah. He wants them to know, look, you might face a situation, but you, if you'll trust God, he is trustworthy in that situation. Amen. He said, indeed. You know, for real, <laughs> we had the sentence of death within ourselves so that we would not trust in ourselves. Yeah. See, that this is the issue. We can't, we can't trust in ourselves. Yeah. Like, if we trusted in ourselves, we'd be dead right now. Yeah. It's not the time to trust in worldly logic or to trust in my ability. It's not the time to trust in which lever to pull. Now's the time to trust in a supernatural God who loves us with an everlasting love. Yeah. Right? And then, then it says that. So if you're facing something, maybe it's financial death. Maybe it's a physical death. Maybe it's a mental death. If you're facing something that looks like it has major lack in it or even just a little lack, Put on trust in a God that saw you at your worst. When you didn't know what to do, he yeah. was still there being merciful to you. Amen. Trust in him. Lord, I trust you like Job did. Hit his knees and worship God after his family was obliterated. Yeah. And what do we know about Job? You go on to the last chapter, and in chapter 42, I believe it is, everything was restored to him Double. Yeah. Everything was restored double. Everything. Yeah. 
It is a great victory. And we know because of the character and nature of God, he didn't just restore. He didn't just restore the stuff. He restored his mind. Yeah. Job wasn't sitting there for the rest of his days in, in just, oh, God, one time my family was taken. No, he didn't. He was restored completely, yeah. right? That, and so look at this. He says, indeed, we have the sentence of death within ourselves so that we would not trust in ourselves, mm -hmm. but we would trust in God who raises the dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if we died, we trusted him that he would raise us up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded of that time when Paul was left beat and they left him for dead. They thought he was dead. They just left him. God breathes life into him. It doesn't tell us that he dies there, but he was, must have been close for them to think that he was dead. God breathes life in him. He gets up, goes to the next city, walks for like, I, I forget how many miles, walks to the next city and preaches again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It with dust and blood on him. He's preaching, right? There was a life. There was a conviction of a trust in God. We need this conviction inside yeah. of us today. We've got to get a conviction of who God is and a trust in the Lord that even when it looks hard, it'll be easy because of Jesus. I'm going to take Jesus by the hand. He'll make it easy and light Amen. and lead me to triumph. Amen. Yeah. He says, but we don't trust in ourselves, but we trust in God who raises the dead who, God, who we trust, who delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us. Yeah. Not only did he deliver us, but going forward, he will deliver yeah. us. He did and he will. Yeah. Is that in us? No matter what I face, he did and he will. Amen. He delivered me from eternal death and he will deliver me going forward Amen. in everything. It reminds me of Romans 8. You know, he, he says, how will he not with him freely give us all things? If God gave us Jesus, how will he not freely with him give us all things? Deliver us from all things, yeah. right? He says, he delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope. So you see trust and hope going hand in hand. Yeah. That joy, that confidence, that expectation, right? I, Lord, I trust you. I, I'm so trusting of you. I can laugh in the midst of this, you know, yeah. and not fake like the Lion King. Like I laugh in the midst of danger. Ha, ha, ha. Until something came and then he was like, no, you know, no, we actually know it. We yeah. actually know, no, I can laugh. I can, I can be like those who dream that has joy and laughter on my lips. It says, and I can have a confidence. I can have a confidence in him because I trust him. Yeah. I can have an expectation yeah. because he is trustworthy. Amen. He on whom we have set our hope and he will yet deliver us. Amen. See, this is talking about not just a spiritual deliverance, but a physical deliverance. Yeah. They weren't talking about, you know, we were almost dead in the spirit. No, he was talking about we were almost dead in the flesh. Yeah. We had a sentence of death on us, mm -hmm. a sentence of death, and he delivered us. Amen. Right? He delivered us. God is trustworthy. Put it in the comments today. God is trustworthy. Yeah. Amen. Pastor Wally said, he will deliver us. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> he will deliver us. He will. Pastor Wale, I want to get back to you and to your church. 
And please tell them, I said hello and blessings of God be on them. Uh, Pastor Wally and his whole team were so generous and humble. We had a powerful night there. That was the last place I preached in Nigeria. And uh, man, it was powerful. And a young man uh, was there who was deciding whether or not to be a Muslim or a Christian. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know him. I thought he was part of the church. He was sitting kind of close. And uh, the Lord told me, call him out and tell him, you are you got a foot in both places. You need to make a decision yeah. tonight. And he, and he got born again that night. And uh, it was awesome. Just a word of wisdom. Uh, just right there, it was awesome. A word of knowledge and a word of wisdom on what he should do. And uh, it was just power. See, I'm sitting over there. I don't know that guy. What do I know? I walk into Pastor Wale's church, and uh, there's, there's all the people there. There was some strange stuff going on, too, different things in the spirit and all that. I walk in. I don't know his church. I don't know him. Yeah. But I know God. Yeah. I know God. Yeah. I know God. Amen. I know God. I trust him. And all of a sudden, the power of God started flowing. Power of God started flowing. And I'll tell you, that, that night, he may not know that. And he said, amen. He remembers that guy. He might not know this. But, man, I was under such a spiritual attack. I was sick. I, I was not feeling good. And I was doing, I was believing God and trusting God the whole time mm -hmm. just to get there. I knew God had something big for his church. Mm -hmm. I knew he had something big for his church. And he came through and he just blessed the people. It was so awesome. And uh, I just really appreciate you, Pastor Wale. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Amen. Him yeah. and his wife were so generous and so kind. They treated us so well. So, But that's just it. No matter where you go, and, and what's going on? You trust God. Yeah. You trust God. You trust him no matter what you see. You trust God because he is trustworthy. Amen. Amen. Do y'all have anything else? No, sir. No, sir. All right. Well, let's lead them in uh, giving. And so, listen, I want to pray for everybody before, before we do that. I want to come against anything in your life that's been hard and heavy. Mm -hmm. I want to come against any disease. You know, I spoke yesterday um, to the Philippines, and we're going we're gonna to have that video up because it was powerful. There was an anointing on it. I think we're going to premiere it maybe Monday night or something. But uh, there was an anointing that came on me for the people to break off some of this garbage. And I feel that same thing as we're speaking here today, to break off this. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now, Pastor Wale, uh, it's no, it's no accident that you are on here today, mm -hmm. but I just see stuff that's come against and tried to limit your church. I see thing, I see that even financially, yeah. the devil has tried to come against your church and tried to hold you back and tried to get discouragement in you and the people. And he's tried to work discouragement in the people to get to you, but God's given you a vision. And it's, and it's a trustworthy vision in Jesus' name. It's a trustworthy vision. Yeah. And so right now, I just we agree with you that that attack of discouragement is broken apart in pieces by the light of God. Lord, let your light just pierce the darkness of that attack, the darkness of that lack, and Father, right now, let your anointing come up in another level. Let the community see that God has done great things for their church. Let the community shout it out. 
Look at what God is doing. Let an anointing come in the hands of Pastor Wale. Let an anointing come and let him walk in a new level. When he lays his hands, Pastor Wale, if you would, just wherever you're at, if you have the ability, amen, he said, you're right. Hold your hands out like this. And as I pray, you're going to sense the Lord anointing your hands. And when you pray for people, you're going to see a different level of release on their lives and into their lives. Release of the bondage and our impartation into you as that leader. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, anoint his hands now in Jesus' name. Let your anointing come in him and on him and through him and his wife. Lord, let her, let her see with such a clarity. Lord, let her see through these things spiritually, that she will have a wisdom. She'll know what to do. It won't be a blur to her anymore, yeah. but Lord, there's a clarity coming on both of them. They'll know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it in the name of Jesus. And the more that they spend time in fellowship with you, the more that they will operate in a different level and they will, and, and this wisdom will come alive. The more time that they spend with you, the more the wisdom of God will come alive. And supernaturally, they will just know what to do. Now, in the name of Jesus, let every financial burden that's been on that ministry break yeah. now in Jesus' name. Satan, loose your grip off of that ministry. Loose your grip from the finances Father calls favor to come on the people and on the ministry. Lord, start waking up the people today. Start waking them up right now that they need to be there when the church opens its doors. Lord, wake them up in the middle of the night. Wake them up in the morning. Let them think about that church when they go to sleep. Lord, let it be a light and a beacon in the midst of darkness. Let it be a pillar of your truth. Father, right now, I just call for the same things that you've told me to, to believe for in the name of Jesus. Lord, just like in Acts chapter 2, give them a supernatural sound that draws the whole city. Give them a sound. Put, a, put your word in their mouth and give them a supernatural sound that draws the whole city. Thank you, Lord. Here's the other thing. He just showed me yesterday. I haven't even shared it yet. Lord, you told us to become fishers of men. And you did it right inside of the example of, of telling us to cast the net on the other side. Lord, we've been casting and casting and casting the net. I speak this not only for Pastor Wally's church, but for my own. We've been casting the net and casting the net and casting the net. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, give us the word. Yeah. Show us the supernatural wisdom accompanied with the favor of God to cast the net on the other side yeah. and draw in the catch of people and resources that are necessary to do the ministry for years. Yeah. Lord, let there be such an increase that it covers years of ministry, Amen. that it covers years of ministry, just like that catch in Luke chapter five. 
It financed ministry of the disciples for years. It gave them what they needed for years to get going. Lord, right now, I'm talking about a major inflow in Jesus' name so that there will be resources, people, finances, wisdom, the revelation of God, that there would be a major inflow right now that would propel them for years yeah. in Jesus' name. Lord, give us, give us a supernatural sound and give us a supernatural favor field instruction mm -hmm. to fill the net, and we will be obedient. Yeah. At your word, Lord, at your word. And Lord, we understand that you are that provider. We receive it now, and we thank you for it. And Father, right now, let trustworthiness, let trust in you rise up in the people. Father, we just declare it in Jesus' name. Any place where we have not trusted, Father, we drop that. We drop a lack of trust in you, and we put on, on purpose, intentional, we put on trust in you today. We put on trust in Jesus' name. We put it on, and we thank you for it. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. We put it on, and we will see the fulfillment of that trust. Put that in the comments. We will see the fulfillment of our trust in God. Mm -hmm. We will see the fulfillment of our trust in God. Glory to God. Father, we praise you, and we worship you. In Jesus' name, did y'all have anything while I was praying to share? Mm -mm, okay. Sorry. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you receive that? <laughs> Do you receive it? If you receive it, just type it in the comments. I receive that. And uh, we praise God for you. Uh, you don't have to do this, but you are welcome to. We are getting the word out and around the world every single week. Every single week, you can go to giveww.org. Uh, all of the information's there. You can give on Facebook, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, text to give. You can give one time or give on a regular basis. All of that's at giveww.org. And uh, you are welcome to give. Anybody who's giving today, if the Lord is writing on your heart to give, then I want to pray for it. And so I know that the Lord, in a message like this, the Lord a lot of times will prompt people to give to it because he wants to connect the grace that's on that message in their lives. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, the word says, and I'll just, I'll paraphrase it. It's in 2 Corinthians 9, 6. And seven, if you sow into a good word, you will reap a good word. Yeah. Uh, that word there is bountiful, but in the Greek, it's eulogia, which means good word. So if you'll sow into a good word, you'll reap that good word in your life. So that's why a lot of times people will be prompted to sow into a message that's powerful to them or like, or they need it. I need that. Mm -hmm. I might not understand all that, but I know I need that. And the Lord yeah. will prompt them. So everybody who's sowing today, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we receive that to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. In this broadcast, on trips around the world, internationally, Lord, we receive it, and we thank you. Thank you, Father, for partners that will be a part with us, not just one time, but ongoing. Lord, we thank you for giving us finances. We thank you, Lord, for people who are sowing into a good word one time. Lord, we thank you. We praise you, and Lord, we trust you with our finances. We trust you that you will take it, press it down, you, shake God. it together, run it over. Will men give unto their bosom? We thank you, Father, for it. 
Let it happen now. Let it be a supernatural harvest and let it be supernaturally quick and favor filled in the name of Jesus. This is their year of increase in their finances and every other area of their life in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Are y'all feeling like trusting God? Amen. You think trusting God might be a good deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's good. Do you think trusting God, did it go to another level? You think it's a good deal? If so, just put some hands up in the comments. Lord, we're trusting you today. Amen. Glory to God. Did y'all get something out of it? Amen. Yes, Pastor Wally said that was a sharp word of knowledge, was so discouraged, but now lifted. Oh, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, when I started praying... You came up in front of me in my spirit, and then I saw it. I just saw the attack on you. It was on you directly, uh, but it was on the church as a whole. But it was it had a point, and it was pointed at yeah. you in that way. And so, and I understand that I've been in that position before. So, glory to God. Yeah. Things are turning around. Things are turning around. And I'll tell you this, uh, Pastor Wally. Uh, Monday night when we released that, um, actually. If I can, uh, I'll send you a link early so you can watch the message that I sent to the Philippines. And uh, we'll release it publicly Monday night and uh, we'll premiere it. But I'll send it to you right now because I'm telling you the Holy Ghost came in that message and I think it'll match up perfectly uh, with what you just heard. So glory to God. Hallelujah. That's awesome. I was just going to say, the only thing that came up to me while I was... I didn't know if I should say it or not, but Pastor Wally, when you were praying for his wife, what came up to me is that there's going to be a new strength in her that she hasn't had yeah. before. Not just yeah. a resurfacing, but it's going to be brand new yeah. and a new partnership in them that hasn't been there yet, but the Lord's going to equip them both at the same time. I I would confirm that. I saw the same thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't feel led to speak in detail. I think it was important that you did, but Amen. I saw that. Amen. So. It was new and it was strong yeah. in, in, in your wife, Pastor Wale, and in you. It was, it was together. God was taking you both yeah. up, and, but blessing you both. Yeah. It wasn't just you and it wasn't just her, uh, but it was both of you individually as a couple. Yeah. And uh, so, amen. amen. <laughs> he said, amen. She is listening. I'll get that link to you right away. So glory to God. We love you. Be blessed by that. Hey, do you know somebody that trusting God would take their life to another level? Well, you might know them. You might know somebody that actually needs that, but you're not aware of it. Share the broadcast. Like, subscribe, get notifications. Join us on uh, YouTube. Go over to YouTube. We're we're seeking right now to move over the 200 uh, subscribers. Mark, help us get there. Yeah. Share that channel and say, "Hey, go subscribe to this. I got good stuff." Amen. And uh, but share it. Get the notifications. And uh, we praise God for you. We'll see you again tomorrow uh, at 11:30 Eastern Standard Time here at Lunch Plus. I love you guys. I think Abigail's going to wrap it up. So we'll see you later. Hey guys, we want to let you know of a great event that's starting tonight and going through Saturday. It is going to be great and we'll have a video play as soon as I'm done telling you about it. They'll give you more information, but it's called Saturate North Carolina. It's happening just close to us wherever you are. You're going to want to get here. It is going to be amazing. And in this video, there is a link and you can go to this website and there's a ton more information than I can tell you right now. 
It is so great. We would love to see you there. So definitely watch this video that we're about to play. Click, or not click that link, but type it into your phone, your computer, whatever you have. And we also want to invite you to come join us at the broadcast again tomorrow. We're going to be back here at 1130. We have an awesome broadcast planned for you. And we have some pretty cool things. I'll give you a sneak peek. Tomorrow is Nailed It or Failed It, among many other things. You, you're going to love it. It's going to be great. We'll see you then. But watch this video. There is about to be a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the Carolinas. And what if this is the moment? What if this is the time? What if you are the one that God is going to use as we gather ourselves together and allow the power of God to saturate this region? I believe that we're going to see evangelism just sweep through the Carolinas in such a powerful way. And you will experience God's glory personally in your life. When Jesus and his message of the gospel actually possesses us, we begin to not just speak the message, but become the message. We're bringing it to the Charlotte region, August 12th, 13th, and 14th. Go to saturatenc.com.